Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide in the, on the side. Your guide on the side. Hey, here's the deal. Today we're taking you on a tour of your brain. We're going to find Happyville. Deep inside your cranium, there is the brainium. It's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> Heed. Look at the size of that cranium. I don't know why I find that funny. Welcome to the show today, folks. Hey, uh, do do you feel like your brain is hide, hardwired? I'm having a hard time with the, the mouth today. <laughs> That's good for a radio show. Is your brain hardwired for happiness? Do you just naturally feel like you're happy? You're just in the mood, feeling it. <sighs> My brain is hardwired for happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my brain is hardwired for happy uh, on holidays and weekends, and okay. then about Sunday night, my brain is rewired, and it starts thinking, "No, I don't, don't do go it. Back. Don't do it." Uh, but today we're going to be talking about how your brain is actually hardwired for happiness, and if. And and how, if you're feeling like it's not, how you might, I mean, you actually might more naturally be negative for a reason. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. But how you can start to change some of your wiring. And you don't even need to, like, call in the cable company to fix it. Well, they only come between you know, noon and five. That's true. And two hours late. Yeah. So uh, we're going to just show you there's an easier way to rewire it. And one of the most obvious ways to rewire it is to just listen to the show. I know that when we – remember when we picked James up? Remember mm-hmm. when they delivered him? Yes. On the front doorstep. Yes. It was just like in Meet the Robinsons. It was a rainy night. It was ra- Do you remember how rainy yep. that was? Yep. That was a horrible rainy night. And just on the – and we were sitting here. Sean and I were just sitting here. The basket was I totally I think we were soaked. sitting down for supper. Yes. And uh, we, heard, we heard the doorbell ring at the front of the BYU Broadcasting Center. And we ran out there. And in this basket – was it a basket? Yep. That was weird. With swaddling clothes. No, there's no swaddling. In a basket with, I think there, it was like one of those baskets you get and you give somebody for like a housewarming gift. Exactly, yes. Yeah, there was cellophane. cellophane around it. It was just like that. We're like, who put the kid in the cellophane basket? And cute James and, yeah, was just It was kicking. steaming up inside. Do you remember, that? Do you yes, remember that? I do, yes. And then we opened up. The, we left you in the plastic for a while. And then um, – because we didn't know if you were ours, so we didn't want to start. But there, remember there was like macadamia and We nuts. wanted to be able to return it if possible. Yeah. We were looking for a sticker. It was so cute. Uh, they had a, a little jar of macadamia nuts with you. And uh, what else was there? Oh, fruit. Oh, there was a fruit. There was a banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought it was like a fruit of the month club. Yes. Until but, it started moving. Uh, do you remember how disappointed we the were? The orange started rolling around yeah. in there. It what was is weird. That? And then we took the cellophane off, and then we realized why it was all steamed up. And you needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great day. Oh, yeah. You remember? Ooh, that was scary. That cellophane opening was just not fun. <laughs> but, but we knew, we knew since the minute we saw you, James, we knew you were hardwired for happiness. 
from day one. Yep. From day one. Do you remember? Yeah. Cute as a bug. You have to be hardwired for happiness if you're going to be stuffed into a fruit basket. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With cellophane and everything. And floated down the river. Yeah, exactly. And and, um, and a nice little bottle of sparkling cider. Yeah, there's always a bottle mm-hmm. of sparkling cider. Well, that was the thing that was about it. I was like all curled up, cuddling that... That bottle, it was, it was pretty cute. It was really cute. Yeah. I've seen the pictures. It was, it was incredible. Well, and, you know, it's weird. Is we've been trying to get the bottle away from James since then. <laughs> yeah, not not happening. No. No. It's weird. I love yeah. sparkling cider. Hey, last night I uh, spoke near your home, Sean. Yes, you did. To uh, Lehigh City, had a family... A family week. Family week. Yep, they do that every year. They do it every year. And I told them, and they couldn't believe it, but this is true, true fact. Uh, it's the only... I speak a lot, but it's the only city I know of that has a true blue family week. Yeah. I mean, I, it's honestly, the only one I know of. Lehigh, Lehigh, Utah. So if you're out there in listener land, get your city to put together a family week. They have family activities, classes, trainings. Mm-hmm. And it's always you know, right around Thanksgiving every year. Uh-huh. So it's, it's an annual event. Yeah. I think they do it in, um, in, like to celebrate James. True. I'm not sure. But anyway, it was really good. Uh, here's the deal. Happiness. Now, in the news, Sean's been doing some research. People are hard to please. They are. Have you noticed that? But they also want to make themselves happy at the same time. Yeah. They're, it's they're kind like, of strange. It's like they're greedy happy. A little bit. I don't know if that's a phrase, but it is now. But if you go to Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's where the Reading Railroad started. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they have a Christmas tree there. And well, everybody has a Christmas tree, but they've already lit it up. I mean, they already had a Christmas tree lighting they ceremony. They decorated it. Yes, it's all ablaze. It is up and a, and a going. But some people think it's too ugly to keep. No, what would make a tree? They're ugly? saying they're saying that Charlie Brown would not even pick this tree. It's that bad. It's that bad. Does it have needles? It is does. It like, it's a pine tree. It has needles, but hardly any branches whatsoever. Wow. It's a fifty foot tall spruce. Uh, Drew, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, just a spruce. Uh, but uh, named Drew. Residents don't like it at all. They say it's ruining ruining their holiday spirit. Oh please! And so Are they you have kidding? a kidding. They have a group led by the city council president who's raising money to buy and decorate a more impressive replacement. Yeah, let's go. <sighs> now, the current tree is topped with a lighted pretzel. Okay, that's that's. I mean, that's there is, No, there is a reason. Well, I mean, a lot of there, people have angels. Yeah, but there there are a lot of bakeries in the area. Yeah. Pennsylvania, sure. pretzels. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, there it is. They, yeah. You can see it right there. That's it. Oh, that's pretty. It's nicely lit. Yeah. It is dark, though, so you can't you, – I don't I, – I'm wondering if it looks different in the daytime. I'm sure it does. So, but anyway, it was a last-minute stand-in, though, for a tree that they were supposed to get. But the owner of the property where they were supposed to get the tree wouldn't let people drive on the wet ground. Yeah, you don't want to mess it so, up. So, yeah. Well – so they took this one out of a city park instead. Well, it looks I, like a hybrid between a pine tree and a weeping willow. A little bit, yeah. It's, oh, it's it called is a whiner. It's a whiner. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a weeping whiner. Minor. It's a whiner. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. like a Doug and Wendy whiner, but it's different. <laughs> and uh, I think the number one thing they need to do is just get rid of the pretzel. Maybe. I mean, if they would just I can. Ma- I can see the maybe, significance of the pretzel, though, with all the yeah. bakeries around. I think it's appropriate. But if you had to choose an angel or a pretzel... I'm going to think the angel might make it prettier. I can see the pretzel because it's a city tree. Is it salted? Maybe. That might make it Let's meet in the middle. Let's have an angel eating a pretzel on top of the tree. (laughs) Or an angel with pretzel wings. There you go. That's Christmas. So they're getting rid of it. They're going to replace it. 
And you know what? Apparently, they're not the only thing replacing things. No. seems President Obama is uh, ready to be replaced, too. Yeah. What did he say? Basically, he said, I think the American people – here's a quote. I think the American people, you know, they're going to want that new car smell. <laughs> Like, talking about himself. Is he like an old car smell? <laughs> but, I mean, he's on to something Well, he here. said, quote, you, they, you know they want to drive something off the lot that doesn't have as much mileage as me. Well, maybe it's not the mileage because he's not that old. I don't know. Maybe he's, it's how the car has been treated. Yeah. When you've been the president for six years, you know you've got some dings. <laughs> you know they're probably not going to be looking at me to campaign too much. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. But that might not be bad for him. He can just take the next two years off as far as campaigning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the problem is it's, it's you know, it's, it describes beautifully the problem of America is we just keep thinking we'll replace it. We get rid of the tree. We're going to get rid of our president, I guess, two years before he's due. Maybe we ought to just. Well, he's saying. I know. He's, but no, he's, he's just setting the stage. Is he? That's all he's doing. He's getting ready. Setting to... the stage for. He said, he said right here, quote, I'm very interested in making sure that I've got a Democratic successor. Yeah. He's trying to set things up for for Hillary. Yeah. Which I find interesting because if you were going to do that then why didn't you pick Hillary as your running mate? Oh, see now you're talking. See? He's he if I'm well, I'm sorry. You you're not going to stick by your guy well, that you have there. Let's be honest. Who would be more fun? Hillary or Joe Biden? I mean, to me Joe Biden makes me laugh every time well, I read Well, I don't some. think anybody wants to vote for Joe Biden for president. That's probably true. But, you know what's interesting in in the end of all of this? I don't think it matters who you put up there or what the president is. You know, by the time they're the lame duck, we're all oh, kind of done definitely. with them. And we're already campaigning. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is – we can't even be happy the, with what this we've is got. The, this is the part of politics that I really, really dislike. I dislike that we can't take a break from campaigning. Yeah. Like let's let's instead have two really good years of getting something done. Exactly. But instead we're always just campaigning for our job. It's like James, you know, always campaigning for the next job. Mm-hmm. What's your next job, James? Not quite sure yet, but uh, put my resume out there. You know, just <laughs> always have my resume out there. By the way, there. James is looking for a job. One word. What? Husband. Boom. Ooh. Yep. That is a job. <laughs> That's a big job. If you have a job for James, give us a call. one 855 chat byu one eight five five two four two eight two nine eight. We are going to – James does not need a job. James will be here forever. Yeah. Pretty much. I was born here and I planned Actually, to Actually, we're not born here, well, but you were delivered here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We call it your second delivery. <laughs> <laughs> your second delivery was here and we, we raised We don't you know about the pop. first one. No, we don't. That's, we don't want to know. But there was a video. Um, James, uh, stick with us, brother. We got a lot for you to learn. Oh, good. A lot for you to learn. Hey, the rest of us, uh, we're going to be talking about hardwiring happiness today. Is your brain ready to be happy? If it's not, are you just too entrenched in kind of the natural man, the guy that's always unhappy, always trying to protect? You know, it's a hard life if you can't find the good. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Dr. Rick Hansen will be joining us. Uh, He wrote the book on Hardwired for Happiness. We'll be talking to him, and we've got a great show. Stick with us, my friends. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Forget your troubles, come on, get happy. You better chase all your cares away. Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Get happy, Judy Garland tells us about waiting for the judgment day. 
you know, a lot of people, maybe that's part of the problem is some of us are thinking that's not going to be a good day. That is going to be a scary day, but it doesn't have to be. We've got a great guest today, friends. Today we're talking about hardwiring for happiness. And uh, who better to talk about it than the man that wrote the book, Dr. Rick Hansen, is joining us. He is a neuropsychologist, a senior fellow of the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley, and a New York Times bestselling author. His books include Hardwiring Happiness, Buddha's Brain, Just One Thing, and Mother Nature. He's the founder of the Wellspring Institute for Neuroscience and Contemplative Wisdom, and uh, has also been invited to be a speaker at Oxford, Stanford, and Harvard. We're so excited to have him on. Dr. Rick Hansen, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, Dr. Matt Townsend, it's a pleasure to be here. This is, a, this is like a doctor fest, isn't it, Rick? <laughs> we probably better bypass that pretty quickly. I know. I, now, it's officially done. Okay, good. I just got rid of all that work you do, you've done. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm really interested in this idea. Um, you, you wrote a book, Hardwiring Happiness, the, the New Brain Science of Contentment, Calm, and Confidence. And my, my, my question um, is simply having – I have six kids, Rick, and it seems like – You really need to hardwire some happiness. I know. I, I, that's why I want to know because they all, they're all so different. They are all so different. So uh, do, are we all hardwired the same for, in order to feel happiness, to get to happiness, or is everybody different? Are some people just happier? That's a super interesting question. So – in the sense that we all have a human brain, um, you know, I won't talk about the occasional exception. Yeah, yeah, anyway, oh, yeah. Since we all oh, have yeah. a human brain, yeah. <laughs> That's right. um, you know, we all have this basic capacity for happiness. And what's really interesting is that the research shows that happiness, while it's easy to sort of dismiss as something very Hallmark Cardish or yeah. California-ish or whatever, it's actually incredibly important making people tougher and stronger, more able to cope with life's difficulties, bounce back from setbacks, and actually live longer because they're happier. Uh, So happiness is not any small thing. So it's good that we can all develop greater happiness. People do have sort of their hardwired mood setting, you know, this kind of built into their DNA. Some people are a little tilted toward anxiety. Some people a little mopey. Some people a little grumpy. Uh, Nobody gets a free pass here. On the other hand, uh, it's really possible over time. Again, research shows you can change your brain so that you can gradually shift your happiness set point it, so it, that you become, you know, happier in a deep sense yeah. you know, in terms of deep well-being. But, but our nature isn't necessarily, I guess, is our nature opposite of just happy? It's really interesting. It, two things seem to be true. One, the resting state for most people, if you imagine a range from minus 10 to plus 10 yeah. on a happiness scale, you know, minus 10 is absolutely as worse, as bad as it gets, plus 10 is as good as it gets in this life at least, okay? Um, most people hang out around plus one, you know, a little mild, you know, I'm doing okay, I'm a little frazzled, wish I had more money, my partners, my kids are driving me crazy, but yeah, I'm pretty okay. Yeah. People who are more tilted toward depression, you know, their resting state, unfortunately, is more like minus two, three, four on down from there. So that's, on the one hand, the truth of our resting state. On the other hand, as I think you're going to, we have this negativity bias in the brain that makes us learn really intensely, often overly intensely, from ordinary negative experiences. Because, you know, we need for survival purposes to really learn from the negative. So 
Both are true. That's why in my book, I really think it's important to grow resources inside, grow strengths inside, you know, like resilience, determination, love, self-worth, and so forth, so that when difficulties strike and that negativity bias of the brain gets going, you um, are more insulated from it. You've got more resources inside, kind of like deepening the keel of a sailboat in yeah. water. Yeah, so then you can go out and sail the deep, dark blue because you've got more capacity to take risks and dream big dreams and swing for the fences. I love that because then you're not bound by what you were born with. You can you can work it. You can learn. I, I, even I didn't, I, it's honest, I didn't ever thought, wow, what a great little toolkit you've got. Uh, resiliency, you said, determination, love, self-esteem. I mean, those yeah. are things we can work on. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm kind of old school. You know, my family comes from North Dakota on my dad's side, and they grew up on a ranch there. And I just think, you know, there are good days and bad days, but life's a long process, hopefully, right? Yeah. And down that long road of life, what's in your backpack? What kind of supplies do you have with you? And if you don't grow inner strengths, including gratitude or gladness or optimism, you know, or a generally positive mood. Those are inner strengths, too. But if we don't grow these inner strengths, um, then when things are challenging, we're going to feel like we're running on empty inside. And the great evidence uh, from science with the fancy term experience-dependent neuroplasticity (laughs) shows that through using your ordinary experiences in skillful ways, you can gradually turn those passing moments into lasting changes in your own brain. It's kind of like hardwiring, you know, wiring resources, strengths, like optimism, resilience, determination, confidence, and so forth, right. wiring them into your brain so you have them with you wherever you go. And then you, yeah, then they're yours. And I guess that starts to see, that starts to change what you're looking for, how you're looking, how you're responding, what you can tolerate and handle. In, in yeah, every exactly. in every regard, so it's actually just it's, it really is changing you, and how you oh, see from the, the inside out. Absolutely, yeah. you know, it's a quick point here. Yeah. Um, in medicine and psychology, social sciences in general, there's this fundamental idea that a person's course over the over a day, like how does your day turn out? How does it feel for you? Day, month, year, lifetime, boils down to just three things. Bottom line, just three things. One, challenges. Two, vulnerabilities. Hmm. What does it hit you? What are the chinks in your own armor? And then three, resources. What kind of resources do you have to, you know, deal with the challenges and protect your vulnerabilities? All right? Yeah. And all are important. If your challenges are high or your, or your vulnerabilities are high, and definitely if both are high, your resources need to be high. All right. Where are resources located? out in the world, in your body, and in your mind. All are important, but where do you have the most power? Inside your own mind. Yeah. That's where you can grow, grow the resources the most. And also, where do you hang out? Where do you go? Well, you're always inside your own mind. That means that the resources that you grow there are, A, most under your power, and B, they're going to have the most help for you. So what you and I are talking about here now is how do we grow resources? I call them inner strengths broadly, but how do you grow resources in your mind to deal with the challenges in life and to help yourself with your own vulnerabilities? Oh, man. Like, Isn't that cool? It's way yeah. cool, especially because you're going to take them with you, and the minute you've got them, you'll probably decrease a lot of your challenges anyway. <laughs> because a lot, it seems right. like one of our biggest challenges is our own thinking. It's our it's our processing. It's our it's our internal kind of 
dialogue. So I know a human mind is a blessing and a curse. Oh, it totally you know is. I mean? Yeah, because um, you know, unlike other, unlike say monkeys, let alone squirrels or lizards, we can we can obsess about the future, yeah. and we can also beat ourselves up about the past. Right? We're not so stuck in the present moment, and and then in terms of that. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in negative rumination. You know, one of the major factors for unhappiness is just oing, oing, oing. Right. <laughs> And one of the things I like about um, this whole approach, you know, I'm laying out here, it's not about positive thinking whatsoever. I don't right. believe in positive thinking. Just I think be positive. Kind of hooey, yeah. 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 I believe in realistic thinking. I want to see the whole truth of reality, you know, the whole mosaic. All right. But if we register... The good facts that are always around us, they're, they exist, you know. Yeah. Children are smiling, uh, you know, traffic flows, toilets flush, that's amazing. Refrigerators <laughs> work, right? Good facts around us, you know, the people in our lives as well. If we register those good facts, let them become good experiences, and really help them land inside us, that means that every day as you go through life, you are changing yourself for the better. Mm. And But if you don't, Take that extra focus to notice those good facts, and then especially let them become an experience, and then triple especially. Really internalize this experience. You're going to miss all those ordinary jewels of everyday life, all those little jewels, those little facts around you. And even if you notice them and feel something, if you don't take the extra 10, 20, 30 seconds using methods I I go into in my book, if you don't use that extra time, you're not going to wire that experience into your brain. Right. Because, you know, most positive moments, even though they're the basis for developing inner strengths, most of them, unfortunately, wash through the brain like water through yeah. a sieve, while negative experiences get caught every time because of the brain's negativity bias. So if you're not, you've got to be a friend to yourself at least a few times a yeah. day. <laughs> Take the extra five or ten seconds to wire those experiences into your brain. It's uh it's a powerful it's a powerful thing we're learning. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Rick Hansen. Go check out his website, rickhansen.net. rickhansen.net. You can get you can get to his his blogs, his teachings, multimedia, tons of resources there. We're going to take a break, come back and figure out he's going to teach us how to register those good facts, how to actually rewire our brain so we can heal. And actually, you know, start living life real time, uh, in the present even, perhaps, um, making our lives even better. We'll be back more on Hardwiring Happiness. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Happiness is singing together Wednesday. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Will you please take that music down? <sighs> That's happiness. From You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. By the way, that is... I remember watching those mm-hmm. in school. Do you remember, like, right before Thanksgiving well, This is break. the Broadway play. Oh, that is the play. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember going to watch Charlie Brown's... Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. And you'd watch it before you'd... They have them on DVD yeah. now. 
Wow. You could, your whole family can watch them, Matt. Yeah, I, you're a good man, Charlie let's Brown. Let's just make a rule because that didn't make me happy. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I mean, I, don't hey, I like Broadway show too. I was searching for the Schroeder piano thing. You yeah, know, that makes me happy. Every any time I hear that, I get happy. I think we missed it on that one. Okay, but um, I, I love show tunes. Don't get me wrong. Just a little Phantom would have been better. I was actually Snoopy in that show. Sure you were. No, sure I was. It was great. No, it was were, you? were you? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. You look great. Happiness is pizza with sausage. That's his line in that song. It's true. <sighs> anyway, um, let's just get back to the show. Let's get back to the pros. Rick Hansen is joining us. Not that you guys aren't pros, but you've got to pick better songs. Hey, by the way, while we're at it, why don't you just go look through the next songs on the next break right now while you're while you have a little time, and just make sure we don't pull another Charlie Brown. <laughs> Just saying. You do realize all the songs are already picked for the whole show. Well, I know. But we, we can improvise. It's, it's, a, it's a very fluid show. Hey, uh, our guest today is Dr. Rick Hansen from the website rickhansen.net, H-A-N-S-O-N. And he is the author of the book Hardwiring Happiness, uh, a bunch of other bestsellers as well. And he's teaching us about the neuroplasticity of our brain and really that we can change how our brain works, and heaven's sakes, you ought to do it, because if you can alter how you think and what you're looking for and what you're noticing and start seeing some of the good in the world and actually internalize it, you might be more calm, more content. You might have more confidence. The book Hardwiring Happiness, The New Brain Science of Contentment, Calm, and Confidence that was published in October 2013. Rick Hansen, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here, Matt. Did you hear that song? I am not a show tunes kind of guy. Okay. Not that there's anything no, wrong no, with that. No, no, no. I'm I'm pretty much an ignoramus there. Well, so I just don't have much to offer. Just so you know, we're going to actually I'm going to pull the CD for that one and send it to you. I know oh, you don't want God. it, but I really just don't want it in the building. Okay. That yeah. last one. <laughs> that last one didn't make me happy. Hey, um, that's just my passive aggressive way to communicate with my team. Well, I have right. to. Well, I have to talk to you. So, Rick, here's the deal. T- teach us about how we we go about starting to heal. I know you have an acronym yeah. you use in your book. Talk about that with us. Sure. The basic idea is that in an ordinary day, we're having lots of little moments where something good is happening in our mind. We're having a beneficial experience, a good experience. You know, they're usually mild. But there you are, like right now, I'm enjoying this. Okay, I'm experiencing some enjoyment. Um, I can look out my window. I see trees, hills, California countryside. It's nice. Uh, You get something done, right? You finish an email, a sense of satisfaction. I did the dishes this morning in part to earn some well-overdue brownie points with Mm, my wife. There you go. Felt good. Yeah. Okay. Someone, uh, our, our adult son, talked to me earlier today. You know, there was a nice sense of family there. Okay. You're having this nice moment. Are you going to waste it on your brain, or are you going to turn it into something with lasting value? Hmm. If you don't take the extra few seconds to really savor the experience, kind of feel it as fully as possible. There's a saying in neuroscience, neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you don't take at least a few seconds to keep those neurons firing together, ideally 10 or 20 seconds, just to kind of hang out in and sort of marinate in the good experience. It's momentarily pleasant, but it doesn't have enough time to become encoded in any kind of lasting change in your brain. Yeah, but meanwhile, your negative experiences, 
a little moment of being frustrated in traffic or your kid gives you attitude or the Charlie the, Brown song. You hear that Charlie Brown song. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> How you am I going to handle that? That, that yeah. sucker is fast tracked into emotional memory. Goes, is it really? Oh, Cause right it's negative. Yeah. Negative. Once burned twice shy. Never forget. Oh okay? man. That's it. So that means that the good news is that, you know, many times a day, and I'm really talking here about, you know, a handful of times every day, if you're really into this stuff, you know, a little more if you have particular issues, um, take the extra 5, 10, 20 seconds to really help that good experience sink in, to mm. gradually grow feelings of strength and wisdom, insight, you know, how-tos, uh, understandings of yourself and others, as well as things like self-confidence, compassion, gratitude, and so forth, including spiritual practice. Yeah. You can use this, use this, as I do, for spiritual practices as well. Anything you want to grow inside yourself. So Does it matter what you're doing as you're basking in it? You, yeah, you just need to keep thinking. To okay. Okay. Yeah, so I'll do that right now. So okay. I, I simplified the whole neuropsychology of learning. I boil it down because that's what I do. Good. You do a very simple little deal. And HEAL stands for, you know, H-E-A-L, duh stands for have, enrich, absorb, and link. What I mean by that is, first, have a beneficial experience, usually because you notice what you're already having one, or if you want, deliberately call one up, like deliberately calling up feelings of gratitude or deliberately calling up a sense of determination and strength inside if you've got to be assertive with somebody or push through, you know, a hard day at work. All right. So either way, you're having that beneficial experience. It's happening. Yeah. Now you've got to install it in your brain. Otherwise, it's kind of wasted. So you can E for enrich the experience by staying with it 5 or 10 or 20 seconds, ideally feeling it as fully in your body as possible. Um, nobody needs to know you're having a good moment. Yeah. Hang out with it. And then A for absorb. Get a sense that it's sinking into you. How do you and know that? Then, um, you can feel like it's going into you. And you can also intend. You know, we've all had a moment where we, we're having an experience and we say to ourselves, Remember this one? This is a keeper. Yeah. Or let this one really land. Like, whatever it is. Maybe our child is born, or, you know, somebody says something that really strikes a chord. It's like a good lesson inside us. Or we make some kind of shift. We, like, hang out with the in-laws. You know, we're coming up on the holiday. Right. And we, we find that zone where we're in a really good place dealing with a tricky set of relationships, maybe. Right? Yeah. Whatever it is, we know what it's like to go, hey, let this one sink in. So that's what you're doing when you do the absorbing step. You're just doing it really actively. Those three steps, have, enrich, and absorb, are the essence of the process. It's like with a fire. You know, first you have to have a fire. You've got to light the fire yeah. to have it. Then you enrich it, as it were, by protecting the fire of the experience and adding fuel to it so it burns more brightly. And then A for absorb, you receive the warmth of the fire into your body. You let it really sink in. Yeah. Okay. And then optional step, very powerful, a little higher risk, but higher return. Um, you can be aware through linking, L for link, you can be aware of both positive and negative material at the same time. In other words, let's say you're having a moment of feeling cared about by your dog or your son or your friend. Good, you feel cared about. Like, oh, people like me. Oh, they think uh, they appreciate me. Oh, maybe they even love me. You're feeling that. Off to the side in your mind, you could have maybe an old feeling of not being so cared about. 
you know, uh, like being let down in a relationship or not appreciated at a job or growing up as a kid, you know, maybe being bullied or your parents really didn't treat you that well. And because your, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together, you're aware of two things at once. The positive material, if it's bigger in your mind and more prominent, will gradually associate with and ease and soothe and and replace the negative material. It's great. It's kind of like flowers crowding out weeds in in the garden of your mind. So that takes us, bottom line, to the HEAL acronym, H-E-A-L, for Have, Enrich, Absorb, and Link. Is this why I heard of research recently that talked about those um, people that are Instagramming everything and Mm -hmm. putting it on Facebook. They're sitting there spending so much time. They take the picture, but then they uh, they don't let the moment in enough to actually remember the experiences they they're substituting the pictures for the experiences i think that's so interesting isn't it yeah and that's one of the things that happens in our culture and or you see people on facebook uh you know or using facebook yeah they're clicking through it so they're having lots of little positive moments but they're not staying with a particular entry that kind of critical threshold usually around three to five seconds, if not, and more better, you know? Yeah. That's a famous technical saying, mo better. In other words, <laughs> the more the better. Is that where that um, came not, from? Yeah, I have no Neuro idea. Neuropsychiatry, that's great. Oh, mo better. Anyway, they're not doing it. They're no. not letting it sink in. And you can think about that, honestly, for people who are therapists, like myself, oh. or coaches, yeah. let's say, or parents raising children around character and you know values and so on, um, mindfulness trainers, you know, what have you. Uh, we're, we tend to be good at, you know, activating, uh, make, you know, useful, beneficial states of mind, useful thoughts, useful emotions, useful, you know, intentions and so forth. But we tend to not focus on making sure that they sink in. No. And then yeah. we wonder why when they walk away, it didn't stick. Yeah, exactly. Or they go, wow, doc, that was awesome. And they come back a week later and it's the same story. I, I right? could see the same thing with like speakers. I do a lot of speaking and you're just so used to moving and moving and moving, and you wow them, and they build this energy, and then you're done. But you're thinking, but they didn't. You didn't even pause ever to let them. Just you didn't give them twenty seconds to let it just sink in. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I was listening to the during the little break there a comment about um, rodents and their brains and so forth, and the emotional memory machinery, which is mostly what I'm focused on, you know, emotional learning, motivational learning, attitudinal learning, social, interpersonal learning, you know, that's the kind of learning we really care about. Long after we have forgotten about how to divide by fractions, Mm -hmm. we remember in our body what it has, the experiences that have sunk in for better or worse, right? Okay. Well, the interesting thing is that that emotional memory-making machinery is really ancient. You know, it arose around 200 million years ago. And that means that while we can learn conceptual knowledge really quickly, like I, I acquired the, your name really fast, yeah. Pat Townsend. Right? It, it just no rolls brainer. off your tongue. Brigham Young University Radio. Like, yeah. Wham, that was easy. I learned that fast. But to have an emotionally positive experience sink in, or to have like... Um, a sense of your own strength or commitment to a good habit, let's say, or feeling um, really cared about by your partner. That kind of jewel, which is what we really, really right, care Right, it's what about. we're after. No offense, I want to remember your name forever, yeah, yeah. but, you know, the <laughs> stuff we really care about. Yeah. Those memories are managed by really ancient parts of the brain. They're slower. Yeah. 
They need more time. They need time for the residues of lived experiences to really land so that we can take them with us down the road when we want to draw upon them. We've got to be kind of a friend to ourselves. That's right. Yeah. It's almost like we have to let it... Uh, what's the, we have to marinate it. We have to let it yeah. in and just soak in it for a bit. Um, let's do this. We're talking with Dr. Rick Hansen. You got to go see his website to, to get the resources and the tools. I mean, it's just great stuff there. Um, I love just you know, I love a good website where I can learn. Uh, Dr. Rick Hansen is, has got a lot of great stuff at rickhansen.net. We're going to take a break. Come back. Continue our discussion. Discussion hardwiring happiness. He's going to talk a little bit more about how we can use our imagination. Maybe that uh, can light us up as well. We're going to take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. You know, this song reminds me of the Muppets, James. Oh, yeah? Why do I think he's going to pretend not to like this song? I don't like this song either. It's a great song. Maybe I'm not a happy person. That's probably it. But this makes me feel like we're this we are waiting we're, for Disney on ice. This is why we're having you talk to Dr. Hansen today. This but is an intervention. We Matt. set your appointment up. Okay. I'm not a, I guess I'm not a happy person. Because I, you know what, if you had just played, I don't know, a little Coldplay, would have loved it. Little Imagine Dragons. <laughs> see, we'll do that. When we come back to the coaching corner, we'll do a little Imagine Dragons. And you'll just see, it's no. just a different feel. Oh, tonight, today we're not? No, we look. never do Imagine Dragons no, in the coaching John Bon Jovi. Corner. Okay, that's just yeah. as good. Okay. So, we'll, let's, we'll, everybody just out there in listener land, just contrast, um, you know, from... The, I'll bet a lot of our listeners are going, thank you for playing the Muppets. Because that's a great song. No, I, 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 I would. I don't think so. Because they're remembering the Muppet movie and the happy times that they had in that movie. Okay, I, I don't want to just spend a lot of time on this. Um, let's just admit. Yeah, you need to get back to your appointment. Let's just admit you're wrong. <laughs> no, I. It, it sounds. I mean, it's good. It, it's good. I mean, my my kids would love it. It's just the adults I'm worried about that listen to the show. It's sad because this is supposed to be a happy show today, and I'm just mad. <laughs> I'm not really mad. Hey, our guest today is Rick Hansen, Ph.D. Uh, go to his website, Rick Hansen, H-A-N-S-O-N dot net. He is the author of the book Hardwiring Happiness, The New Brain Science of Contentment, Calm, and Confidence. And uh, we so welcome you back to the show, Rick. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here, although listening to the back and forth between know. you and your uh, other folks there about the songs, I don't know, it's making me sad. I know, you're getting sad. I, you know, really I'm sad, too. Balance it. I agree, I agree. See, normally, just so you know, Rick, normally we don't ever have problems with music. Today, though, they've gone, I don't know, they've gone way deep into the, I don't know, I mean, the Muppets, come on. I know, what's not to like, right? I mean, but... We could have had some really cool music, like, from the 70s. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we should spend more time here. But no, no. Said, Teach us. I want to use that as a segue. Because yeah. um, you asked me in the beginning about imagination or, the you know, just before we took the break there. Yeah. And I think one of the great ways to uh, d- 
deliberately work with uh, experiences to help yourself is to imagine things, including things that will never have been true, but if you do this skillfully, you can actually really make a big difference inside yourself. So, for example, I've known people who just grew up in a tough situation and they didn't have many experiences of being really, let's say, seen or cared about, maybe by their parents or their siblings. Um, and what they'll do is they'll imagine an experience. They know they never had it. They're not trying to make up something. They're not psychotic. But they will imagine, for example, being rocked, let's say, by a loving mother, which never happened mm. because they never had a loving yeah. mother for some reason. And through imagining that experience, and, and the point is not to just visualize the event, but it's to feel something, you know, to feel yeah. love, to feel held, whatever is important for a person. Then through imagining it, they can um, really, deep down in the brain, it doesn't know what the source of an experience is. So that imagined experience is also um, a candidate for internalization. So then you can go through that process, the heal yeah, exactly process. Right. Another Powerful. great way is to imagine the rewards you will gain from a behavior you want to promote. I know you know this method already as yeah. a coach where let's say I'm trying to motivate myself, which is true, to get on that treadmill, which is kind of boring. You but bet. I, you know, I got to do it. Okay. So to get on that treadmill. And so what I'll imagine is how good it will feel kind of during because I'll feel good. I'm, you know, macho man. I'm not a <laughs> wussy. Then afterward, I'll feel all proud of myself. Hey, honey, I'd say to my wife, look at me. I'm such a stud. Look at my guns. Okay, I'm going to feel good. Also, yeah. I'm not going to die young. That's a reward. So I imagine all these rewards, you know, and that motivates me because I'm associating them, right? I'm getting them yeah. wired together in my brain. The you know, idea of going on the treadmill and the anticipated rewards of doing so. I connect all that together, and boom, it's a lot easier to get myself to go back on that treadmill the next time. But you need to go, I guess, you need to think and imagine that until you're feeling something positive. Yeah, that's the key is to feel it. I think that's where, again, also so much positive thinking and other kinds of practices like gratitude or whatever, they break down because they're just conceptual. Yeah. Or even if they become experiential, like people feel them in their body or have an emotion, it's just fleeting. They go, oh, yeah, that's nice, whatever, move on, you know? You, they see that picture of their grandchild on Facebook, oh, that's sweet, move on. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't take the extra period of time, like I talk about in my book, and you don't do it skillfully, eh, it's a nice moment, but there's no lasting value. Well, really, and we, we always kind of just say that life is made up of a bunch of moments, but... Like you're saying, if the moments aren't internalized, if they're not absorbed, then, you know, they're not even really, I guess they're, they're just, they are just, they're just a blip. I know it's really quite poignant, isn't it? On the other hand, if you flip it around, you say, wow, in my ordinary day, literally just walking from, you know, my bedroom to my kitchen, let's say, or, you know, just driving home from work or the next 10 minutes at work, what are the opportunities for me? to have some kind of beneficial experience that's authentic. It's probably a mild one, but it's real. What are the opportunities for me to have that experience? And then, ah, take the extra dozen or two dozen seconds to really help it sink in. Mm. And most people will realize, wow, just literally looking around whatever room you're in right now, listening to this program, or imagining you know, how you might spend the next hour or will spend the next hour just according to your routine or schedule or what's coming up and what might be available for you in your immediate situation or in the next hour that would be the legitimate opportunity 
for some kind of beneficial experience, a little moment of accomplishment, a little moment of relaxation and ease, a little moment of confidence, a little moment of feeling cared about by other people, a little moment of spiritual gratitude, if, if that's relevant to you, whatever it might be, those are your opportunities. And when people orient to life in this way, you start realizing, wow, every minute, certainly every hour, is like a fueling station. I can refuel myself and top off my tanks just moving through my ordinary day. See, that is so hopeful, right? I mean, even if it's a negative event, right, even if it's a difficult moment, you can Mm -hmm. still, it's still, it can become fuel. Exactly right. You know, and at a time, honestly, when so many people feel like they're kind of running on empty, right? Yeah. Sort of a sense of deficit, or so many people feel rattled and disturbed by everyday life. By using these practices that are grounded in neuroscience, you can fill yourself up instead of feeling like you're, you know, running on fumes. And you can also balance yourself and kind of steady and ease yourself, which we especially need to do when life is challenging, instead of feeling rattled and stressed and frazzled and pressured as you go through your day. Wow. And it's all in our brain. I mean, it really is. It's the the activities you're teaching us. This isn't hard. I mean, it's just you have to actually remember. That's all you got to do is remember it. But isn't it interesting that... You know, I've taught this material a lot. I'm endlessly struck by how not a habit it is for most people no. uh, to just hang out with something pleasant for five or ten seconds in a row. And in, in weird ways, people will talk about, wow, that's really hard for me to do. You just And it's, hey, it's an authentic experience. Yeah. It's your experience. It's private. It's you it's know, in your head. Nobody you know, else needs to know. It's beneficial, and yet it's hard for people to let themselves yeah. really kind of marinate in something enjoyable. And that's the positive stuff. I know. That's Isn't what's crazy about it. We can marinate in the negative stuff all day long. But oh, yeah. Well, the positive oh, yeah. stuff. Worry, 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 yeah. irritation, worry, irritation. Yeah, you're totally right. We have about 10 seconds is all, 20 seconds. But will you just teach us, Rick, what would you say is the one thing? The one thing that we all need to remember if we want to to dig this in deep to our brain. You may have already said it, too. Give yourself the gift of time. In other words, I, I call it have it, enjoy it. In other words, have the experience and especially enjoy it. Let yeah. it land inside yourself. And built into that is a bonus benefit because you'll be treating yourself like you matter, which yeah. is good for everybody, especially for people who who feel that they haven't mattered enough to other people. Absolutely. At least to yourself, matter to yourself, and that'll change your brain for the better with benefits for everybody else around you, too. Love it. Rick Hansen, appreciate it, my friend. And everybody, go check out that book, Hardwiring Happiness, The New Brain Science of Contentment, Calm, and Confidence by Dr. Rick Hansen. Go to his website, rickhansen.net. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. More fun, more ideas right here on The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, everybody. The second hour of the Matt Townsend Show. We are uh, we're talking today about happiness, obviously, and and how your brain works to create happiness. This just in: lots of people are going to be happy about this. What big big news? It is official now. I have heard rumors all over the place. Yes, halftime show Super Bowl. Katy Perry. Yes, yes. Hey, Katy Perry got on. Did you see that? Those Australian uh, paparazzi. 
No, I didn't see that. She turned her camera on them and just started oh, taking funny. pictures of them and then said because they were they were basically stalking her on the way right. to the on the way to the um, airport the or beach. show or something. Oh, really? And then they're like, "Yeah, we'll leave you, Katie. Just just let us get a bathing shoot, suit shot." No, and she's geez. like, "You guys are sick." And she turned the picture camera on them, took pictures of them, and then she said, "So if anybody takes a picture of me from this beach, and it's uh, you all need to know, it was not. I did not want it out there. It was unintended. Mm-hmm. It was, and these men are the men that did it. Isn't that mm. great? That's and then right then, I think that's why she got the NFL thing. <laughs> okay, there's got to be a correlation. Hey, uh, in the coaching corner today, I wanted to talk about. I loved that idea that we just heard from Dr. Rick Hansen. We got to let stuff sink in. Give yourself the gift of time to let stuff sink in. But you're talking about good stuff, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Because the, we, we, we spend hours letting the bad stuff sink in. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Right? We, we wallow all yeah. the time. But do you remember, like, James kept saying, Why did they drop me off on the doorstep? And what James didn't know is we, we, we saw him drop him off. Well, we just kept telling him, keep moving forward. Yeah. But remember, it was, a, it was a wild pack of Utah monkeys. Oh, the Utah monkeys. They're famous. Mm-hmm. They make wonderful fruit baskets, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But you got to let it go, James. And you got to let what you got to do is let the good stuff sink in. That the good stuff, and apparently, as humans, we're not very good at letting the good stuff sink in. We'll just wallow. We'll ruminate. We'll be sad. Sure, the monkeys left you, but. You've got us. Another team of monkeys. <laughs> that should make you feel better. But it doesn't, does it? No. Anyway, on the show I wanted to talk about how we do this a little bit. And I think the um, – the, and by the way, again, we're still 1-855-CHAT-BYU. We're still mm-hmm. looking for anybody, that, uh, a job for James or just somewhere to live. He's how old are you now, James? Oh, you don't have to tell us. Um, I, I'll make one up. I'm between twenty and thirty. He's between twenty and thirty. Works hard. Smart guy. Has rugged good looks. And can peel a banana. I lift with my knees, not my back. So that's good. You do, yeah, oh, you, you learned the lifting yeah. technique. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, here's the. That's deal. good when you're shoveling snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. that's what they say. Um, which is really good uh, for apparently buffalo. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places in the country. Here's what I wanted to talk about in the Coach's Corner is how do we truly resolve and end some of our pain, the regrets, the negative stuff that we have. One of the things that I, I was loving about our guest, Dr. Rick Hansen, um, uh, from rickhansen.net, is, is just simply the idea that um, we're wired to let the negative uh, experiences in our life be magnified. That is one of the great ways we actually we think it's one of the keys to survival in our life. But he also taught that people that are happier also live longer. So mm-hmm. interestingly, if we just let the natural man side of us just take over and run the show, we are we're we're going to be miserable and and we think safe. But we have to start figuring out how to let some of these possible, you know, feelings of sadness, you know, mistakes we've made. How do we resolve to let something go that we've done wrong? Everybody's made mistakes, but a lot of us, we can't let go of it. So here's a couple of ideas that might help you heal. And he got into one of them. You've got to heal the regret and and not just feel them. 
Hmm. Now, he actually teaches we got to feel him, get in deep, let the thought go in deep. One of the things we might want to do after we've sat in it, and, and not the negative, but the positive experiences that are coming in life, is start to heal what we've done. And one of the best ways I've ever found to heal is to look for the opposite. What is the best positive outcome? And there's evidence in your life. Sure, you were rude to that one girl in high school, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. But you've been nice to a lot of people. And yet you still can't get rid of that one idea. You still can't get rid of that one problem that you made uh, that made it so – like, for example, I didn't get good grades in high school. Okay. Can you believe that? Yes. I, rude. <laughs> that was rude. Um, Neither did I. <laughs> I got horrible grades. But I, but I was very social. I had a great life. Mm-hmm. I was having a lot of fun. And um, But now I have these kids that are struggling getting good grades. And so I have this regret that I wish I had gotten better grades. Because then I could tell my kids, you got to get better grades. But interestingly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that do you, I didn't get good grades. Well, do you and feel, I can't fix it. Do you feel guilty that you – just because you get good grades doesn't mean you can explain it to your kids though. No. But I guess I feel guilty that I didn't live up to that so that I could be that role model for them. My kids have never seen my grades. Oh, really? Yours didn't hire a private investigator? No. Man, mine did. Well, that private investigator is called Grandma. Actually. Grandma. But see, but I actually... They, if, they, if they ask Grandma, she could produce yeah. them in, in a minute. So. so do you know how I heal them, though? I heal that idea? Is I didn't get good grades, but I got really good grades in college. But that's right. the healing, though, came from the fact that I got... I get you. Okay. So I'm social yes. is fun. Mm-hmm. I was you. You are me. And... You'll get it. You'll figure it out. Eventually, you're going to grow up, and you're going to have to do the big boy thing. See, I, I, uh, I wanted to get, get good grades in high school. Do you? Yeah. See, I know, but see, then they're going to get in trouble later. I don't know. We'll see. No, they won't. Your kids are perfect. Your kids are great. They're great. They're not perfect, but they're great. But I think one of the keys that I had to learn is that the regret is actually teaching me a lesson. So I have to extract the lesson. Yeah. And instead of just wallowing in it, the lesson is – uh, I've got to make sure that I maximize my potential. I didn't care about the grades comparatively. I actually mm-hmm. did back then. I compared what my friends were getting and I wasn't I getting did, grades. I did too. Yeah. But now that it's just a regret for me, really what my point is in the end is I don't want – I want to not keep making mistakes just because I'm content. So once I get kind of fat and happy in my mm-hmm. life – I know I'll have regrets if I don't keep trying to improve myself, make myself better. So my lesson is my regret back then was just, you know, I was just fat and happy, loving it. I got enough good enough grades to get out of high school. But the lesson I've learned is I have to be better. So behind every regret you have, there's it's teaching you something. It's teaching you what it is that was driving you to feel so bad about it still. But do you need to turn these regrets into positives? I don't think I, I don't think I can go fix the ba- the past. But well, no, not yeah. not necessarily fix the past, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. use that regret re- regret you, yeah. to move on. Yep, use I'm using the and lesson. make it better. That's right. Yeah, and the lesson isn't even it may not have anything to do with studying or school. It's sure. just don't mm-hmm. get complacent. Yes, because you can. Right, and don't very and don't avoid things that are hard because you can. I find myself getting complacent all the time. I know. Me too. All of us. But so but that so it's interesting. Your feelings of regret, it's a lesson to teach you. And quit sharing the story that you can't do something, that you're not good at math. That's one of the big things I learned is I, I used to believe I wasn't good at math. And I really there's no data to support that except my grades. But I'm really pretty good at math in my head. I can I'm pretty fast. 
I just couldn't do it fast enough for the flashcards, fast enough for the teacher. See, I'm not I, – I don't consider myself fast at math. I don't consider myself necessarily bad at it. You didn't make the story up. See, I made a story up. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if you have regret and the feelings and then you keep making a story up, it's the story you're going to regret. To me, the stories are what make thinking permanent. Okay. So the fastest way to that. blow up the thinking is change the story. Well, that's why we tell stories, though, too, right. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Is to move. And nobody questions our stories. No, not at all. They but don't. See, it's funny. As a coach, I question everybody's story. Like, I'm like, that's no, that's that's a bunch of. That's how I teach my kids. I yeah. tell them stories. They're like, yeah, my I, I my husband when left. I was back in yeah. school. But see, stories Walking are valuable. Uphill up yeah. both ways. But that's valuable. It is. Unless what we keep telling is the story of how weak and pathetic and horrible we were. Well, yeah. So change your story. No longer be your victim. Make sure your story has the whole truth in it, not a half truth. Everybody tells a half truth story mm-hmm. like, nobody loves me. Why, did, why would you say nobody loves me? Well, my husband left me. I'm no good. I'm not attractive anymore. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding? So since you've been divorced, don't you have a lot of guys... They're trying to date you. Well, yeah, but they're just weirdos. Well, hold it. Let's just go with the data. You have a lot of guys, a lot of which you don't know, that are attracted to you. So you're obviously mm-hmm. attractive. Well, There's even, the data. I know. Follow but the data. But even then, I bet you have a lot of girlfriends that might be you know, setting you up on dates too. Yeah. And if you trust your girlfriends, they're probably not That's weirdos. Right. No, they're not weirdos. And But see, the amazing thing is, is we don't want to see the data that it's, would actually yeah. Oh, yeah. make us think straight. Yeah. So we've got to make sure we got we get the whole story in there and adjust your story. And what's amazing, when you start telling your whole story that, you know, I'm afraid to date, so I make up stories and I always think that I'm no good and that impacts my self-esteem. When, once you start to tell the whole story, your body and your mind will actually start to change and adjust and fix what needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But if we keep those stories about how we're such a mess up and we blew it with our marriage and we never should have married the guy in the first place, you know what? You're not getting anywhere. You're stuck. Stuck. It's tough. Sorry I get so excited. Can't stop. Hey, guess who's in the house? Is she coming in? I think so. I haven't seen her yet. Kim Giles. Hmm, Kim maybe Giles. She's not coming in. I don't know. Well, she's here. Clarity Point Coachings. Kim Giles will be joining us. She's going to teach us, uh, I'm sure, I guarantee you, how to conquer fear, how to take our lives back, how to own it. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back with Kim Giles right here on BYU Radio. Why look so awfully tragic? Put on a happy face. Smiling can work like magic. Put on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy. It's not your style. You look so good that you'll be Welcome back, everybody, to, to the Matt Townsend Show. Anyway, today we're struggling uh, with our music selections. Um, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to get down on it. And I. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend any time on it. It's just. Apparently, we've reached the bottom of the barrel in the music category. It's happy music. Sean says it's happy music. Christmassy. It's. It's. It is. What it's. And it's not even supposed to be. Oh, it, it's my. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joy to the world. Three Dog Night. We changed. Where'd it. that go? That would have been great. Where'd that go? It. You were complaining. We had to change it. <laughs> yeah, we made an executive decision. So you went from a really good song for Kim, and then okay, okay, I get it. I get it. Dick Van Dyke. It's great. Great song. Yep. Okay. So anyway, Kim Giles is in the house. Kim from Capacity. uh, No. 
Clarity point, point coaching. coaching. I was going to say capacity point coaching. Clarity point coaching. Kim, they're they're torturing me because they're playing <laughs> You're songs. Blaming it on them. Well, really. the happy, it's supposed to be a happy show, and they keep going to songs from the fifties about happiness or show tunes. Put on a happy face. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kim's here. I'm here. Kim, where We're have you been? Talk about happiness. I've missed you. <laughs> I've missed you and I've needed you because these guys are frustrating me. Yeah, I'm hey, blaming it all on you guys today. We're going to have a show on accountability coming up. I, I know. From now I'll on, i got to choose the music now. That's what I've decided. <laughs> hey, uh, talk to me about what you're going to do for uh, Thanksgiving. Are you, I'm sure that you're big into this holiday. You uh, just look like somebody that would grab a turkey leg. You know, just not I told on you, it. I've I had... I've had some health problems, so I'm kind of letting my mother-in-law's putting on the whole show. We're just co- we're just arriving. So you're just kicking so that's back. Nice. That's yeah. really nice. Can yeah. I come over? She's awesome. She would love to have you. Would she? Yeah. What's uh, what are we eating? You know, she makes um, turkey. She's going to do the quite the spread, the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do. You, do you enjoy Thanksgiving? Is that one of your top holidays? You know, I just I like family gatherings. I really do. So I like this seeing is everybody. Do you like the food part? I mean, to me, the food part makes is what makes Thanksgiving different. Yeah. It's all about food. I don't know. You know, I'm like, I eat super healthy. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, this isn't your holiday. Maybe not the food part, but the people part for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you anything. The show uh... is supposed to be so happy. <laughs> and yet we don't have music and Kim doesn't like to pick out. <laughs> Anyway, but here's what's cool because I knew and I knew when you were on the show today and we were talking about with our earlier guest about happiness. Yeah. You have two like of the quintessential big monster things that take happiness out of our lives. Well, I think it's helped me to figure out how to be happy by realizing what is was blocking my happiness. What's in the way? Why am I not happy? I think it's because you don't eat junk food. That may have something to do with it. You need a pizza. I need some candy. You do need some um, candy. What 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 does block happiness? Okay, so I really believe there's two things. Okay, and the first one I kind of learned from Buddha. Yes. Now you and Buddha were friends <laughs> way back in the day. You went to Buddha boot camp. <laughs> I did go to Buddha boot camp, That's and right. one of the things we learned is that it's our dissatisfaction with what is. It's our resistance, our, our unhappiness with what is in our life. Presently. Presently. What is right now going on in your life? And it's not perfect. It's not what you wanted. Yeah, You've yeah. got all these things that are here that you wish weren't here. I've got these health problems. Yeah. I've got issues you know, with certain people yeah. and I don't make enough money or whatever right. it is. So I've got all these things I don't like. I've also got things I wish I had Ooh, yeah. that I don't have. And I've got craving yes. for wishing I had this and that in my Just life. walking in the parking lot. Don't you just say, oh, I want that car. Do you ever just say, <laughs> you don't say that. I know you don't. But we've all got yeah. a list. And a matter of fact, I'll often make my clients sit down and let's make a list of all the things you wish you had that Do you, you really? don't have. That's great. And all the things you have that you wish you didn't have. Yes. So we call this the cravings and aversions list. Yeah. Let's list them all out. And then I want you to also write down all the things you have in your life you're so grateful you have and all the things you're so grateful you don't have. Do you do it in that order? Yeah, I do. That's a great order. And But it's it's amazing that every moment of everybody's life, you're going to have all four of those categories. 
You are. Yeah, That's every time. That's the nature yep. of life. You are always going to have some things missing. You're going to have some things you wish weren't here, but you're also going to have a lot of blessings. You bet. All four are present all the time. The problem is what we focus on. Yeah. And we I don't value it the same. what Rick Hansen was saying, that we've kind of got this negative mm-hmm. autopilot thing that focuses yeah. on what we don't have and what's wrong. And that's so sad, but it is kind of in our yeah. programming that that's what we focus on unless we consciously choose to focus on and the just stuff sit we in have it. to be grateful Didn't you for. love that idea that you're supposed to – Loved it. When you have these moments, just sit in the moment longer. Let it just I soak it in. I almost think he knows – Vipassana meditation. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he does. That's a big part of feeling the yeah. sensations in your body. So well, you know, he when wrote the you're book, happy, the Buddha brain. I know it. So I bet you he's. I got to read that one. Mm-hmm. But really, when you when you focus on gratitude, you do get kind of this warm f- sensation, a literal mm-hmm. physical feeling, and that is what you want to pay attention to. But you don't want to start craving it either. Yeah. You've got to know that life's going to go up and down. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to have all these things. But don't resist it because it's all in your life for a reason. There you go. Yeah. And it's all serving your understanding of the human experience, giving you compassion for other people. So whatever it is you're experiencing, kind of sit with it. Yeah. And, you know, Buddha really wants you to just be at peace and happy no matter what state oh, see that's, and whatever's yeah. going on. Oh, but we're like, oh, come on. It's hard come to on. get there. Yeah. It's going to take some work. Mm-hmm. But the first part is realizing that those things not being right, welcome to life. That's yeah. normal. That's yeah. the state of things. And we've got to stop resisting all that because the more we resist it, the more we create suffering and misery. That's right. Yeah. That doesn't need to be there. So, so one of the, so the one thing you're saying is just our present state. We we're just Accept full it. of stuff. Half maybe good, maybe half bad. Whatever the whatever the ratio. Yeah. But you just need to get comfortable sitting in the space and being in that space. Well, and not resisting yeah, it. Not and resisting. So it. wishing it was different yeah. because in resisting and wishing, you're literally creating unhappiness. Yeah. Well, you're also Why powerless. Do that? Right? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Because you can't control it. What's the other one? Okay, so the other thing that creates our unhappiness is our fears about the future and the past. So we can absolutely ruin today thinking about all the mistakes we've made in the past and what that means about us. And we could have guilt and shame. You could completely ruin today over the past. You could also ruin today over your fear about what might happen tomorrow. What if it happens again? Or around the corner. What if James does whatever? What if they play uh, that song a second time? Oh, my. I have a feeling they're going to. That he's got the look in his eye. Don't yeah, look especially at, he, since she made a big deal about it. <laughs> That's exactly why they're doing it. Yeah, so <sighs> we we've got to watch that we're not borrowing suffering from the past or the future and ruining today over oh. stuff that we have no control over and we don't really need to be but going there today. Um, and again, it almost sounds like the same problem. It's the it's the it's the fighting the present. We don't like what we have. And we're worried and, about and we what we had. We had and we're worried about what's going to happen. It's all. It's, we could be miserable all the right. time. That's, I guess. But then, I guess our bodies, you know, on the subconscious level, is just, it's just protecting us with misery. <laughs> it thinks it is. Yeah, but it's not. If you process all of it, you're enough, dying. It, you will. Yeah. So there's a lot of things we can talk about about ways to get out of this. By the way, number one way: turkey dinner. <laughs> and candy and pie and cake. Uh, because see, it puts you to sleep. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, and so then you don't have to it. deal with all your problems. 
See, a lot of that's a lot of people <laughs> medicate, right? That's yeah, how they're dealing. Unfortunately, with it. true. Yeah. That escape is one of our programs mm-hmm. to get out of our pain. Sad, and then then you're escaping, which this you're going to regret. Well, you're definitely not going to benefit yeah. from it. And then you'll be mad and then you'll have to cope with that. So you're going to teach us how to fix this next next segment. Yep. But I'm They're afraid. They're plotting against I know you. They Can are. you see that? They're whispering. They have the, Oh, look at that smile. He's got oh. He's got something up his sleeve. You know, I hope Don's listening. I hope Don's listening. Cuz Don is Don's going to just lower the boom on these guys. You don't play that music. They're gonna go away with it. I'm, are we going? Are we going out with a good song, James? Okay, so let's just set it up. So we're gonna take a break. When we come back, Kim Giles is going to. I'm going to work on helping you be happier, Matt. I have some solutions for you. I'm breathing through it. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. I'm Matt Townsend. Flowers. Put on a happy face. Put on a happy face. In the tub as you scrub a stubborn mildew stain. Pluck a hairball from the shower drain to the gay refrain of a happy working song. We'll keep singing. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to pot down that music really quickly. What we're trying to do on the show today is uh, teach you through um, music. How to find happiness, even when frustrating things happen consistently, like listening to this song. song. We might want to. We might just want to. I have to admit, I liked the other one better. Yeah, see, it's getting to you. And I'm not a negative person. I love nobody loves music more than I. I know. See, that's it. It's too cheerful. That's it. There's a point of just cheerfulness where you just want to. I don't know. uh, You know, shank them. (laughs) Just knock them over. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the show on happiness. Yeah. By the way, who's happier than Kim Giles? KG, we call her. It's really? a basketball player. As of today. As of today. <laughs> go check out her website, Clarity Point Coaching. This says Clarity Point Life Coaching, but it's ClarityPointCoaching.com is the website. Yeah. She's a speaker, an author, uh, a coach extraordinaire. She is one of the top 20 advice gurus in the country uh, as, um, as, I guess, uh, uh, as announced on Good Morning America, but I'm going to do something better. Um, based on the Matt Townsend show, she is easily one of the top five advice gurus in the Milky Way galaxy. Gets better every time I'm here. Thank you. Because you're that good. <laughs> but you're teaching us today how we deal, how we get over the issues of Fear and dissatisfaction. Fear and dissatisfaction, most of the time seemingly in the present, right? Yeah. I mean, we're afraid of the past. We're afraid of the future. Messed up. Didn't work. Don't, it may not work. But you can't do that. That won't make you happy. Nope. And you got to learn to be happy in the present. How do we do that? Okay. So first of all, I don't think happiness can be your goal. No, I agree. I think people who their whole goal is trying to make me happy, their Blah. focus is very selfish. It's like that music. He- See, that music is trying to force you to be happy. Yeah. It's a goal is happiness. It doesn't work when the goal is your own happiness. It's annoying. It's irritating. Yeah. So Uh I I came up with my own little acronym when I was thinking about this today, that we want to get happy. So we're going to do get 
G E T. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me write this down. Get. So my G is is gratitude. Now yeah. you guys talked about that quite a bit but, with Dr. Hansen, but um I like I said earlier, the answer to the dissatisfaction part is by really focusing on what is right. Because right. I don't care no matter what is wrong in your life, you have a lot of things to be grateful for. And I've had clients that say, really my list of what's wrong is way longer than my list of oh, what yeah. I have to be grateful for. But when you really Not start true. thinking about the gift of sight, oh, yeah. the fact that you can see, see talk, hear music, even uh, if even it's if not you your favorite. It, even if it's sure. like fingernails on a chalkboard. Huge blessings. Um, we were talking earlier about somebody that can't yeah. walk right yeah. now. I mean, if we start going through all of those things that you have to be grateful for, I guarantee the list is longer. And your children, all they can do all of that. And I mean, there's so many things, right? Yeah. Don't you think this is why when we pray, we should have a lot of gratitude in the prayer? But a lot of us seem to pray just when we need something. Yeah, which shows which energy we're yeah, in. If we're right. in the needy, craving, wishing, hoping, yeah. or if we're focusing on that's what's a, that right. That might be a little tool is just, just try offering a month's worth of prayers of gratitude and you'll start seeing it everywhere you will everywhere well which is why a lot of therapists recommend that you do a gratitude journal yep. and focus and so every oprah. day yes yeah. oprah believes that so i think that's a big one um mine e was actually effort and i really think if you want to be happy you've got to be doing things you've got to yep. be serving building creating living you've got to be out there doing it's things ings, yeah that you feel good about yourself and life and serving the world in some way. But don't you think other people should serve you? Well, of course. We should have a balance. But yeah. if you're not focused on that yourself, you're not really going to well, be Well, I'm happy. not going to get them to serve me. I mean, just go serve. Well, all the things that at the end of the day make me happy are an active part of my life. I mean, even my family makes me happy, but it's because I'm doing things right. with them. Right. I'm spending time with them. Like the food didn't matter to you on Thanksgiving. Just being with them. And even probably helping a little bit, serving. Sure, doing it together. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, being with everybody. See, you threw this acronym together in in minutes. Well, I don't think it's the greatest acronym it in the is. world. It's but get. I do believe, and I know you do too, that that if you want to feel better about yourself, have better self-esteem, which leads to happiness, yeah. you need to set goals. You need to be learning, growing, yep, stretching. stretching, serving really yeah. doing something with your life. So I think effort, effort I is love a big it. one. No, I love it. And then my last one, my T is trust. There you go. And I really feel like the solution to the fear part, which plagues all of us on a daily basis, we're afraid, we're afraid of failing, we're afraid of losing things. We could spend all day every day afraid. We've got to get in a place where we're choosing to trust. Yep. And you know, I always talk about yeah. the two things we trust about. I believe we've got to trust life and the journey. And for me, You're this is a really purpose, big part right. of it. I believe God created this universe. There's order in it. Yeah. It's a big classroom that's here to help you grow and learn. And everything that happens to you is actually happening with reason, meaning, and purpose yeah. in it to help you be a better person. So whatever challenge you're facing, all those things that aren't right, yeah. what if they're the perfect classroom journey for you and and they're providing lessons for you to learn to grow and love love it and if we chose to see our life that way and trust the journey a little bit more we would suffer less that's true and i really learned this principle from studying victor frankel yeah did you hear we had a guy on the show the other day 
Alex Patakos, who wrote the book Opa, the Opa Way, who really? studied under Victor for like oh, 20 years. I'm so jealous. Can you imagine that? Yeah. But he talked about it. Keep going. Amazing. Well, I I have read almost all of his books. I mean, I just have yeah. been very inspired. And, and he, he actually said that suffering ceases to be suffering when we create some meaning it. behind it. So if I can trust that the things that are happening in my life aren't happening just to bug me. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're happening to help me grow and learn. Yeah. And even, Matt, when they play songs <sighs> you don't like, it's giving you a chance to rise. And, sure. And no, it is. Broaden it is. your horizons. No, it is. It is. And, and become more no, understanding great. and patient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you get the point oh, yeah. when we trust the journey. And then I also think we need to trust that our value yeah. as a human being is in question. No. And I choose to see that life is a classroom, not a test, which means if it's not a test, I can't fail. No. Your value is based in your uniqueness as mm-hmm. a one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable human soul. And it is not on the table or in question. It's not based on your appearance, your performance, or what other people think of you. That's right. It's based in that you're a one-of-a-kind, and in, and that makes you infinite and absolute and good enough all the time. And when you trust in your journey and your value, you'll just find you won't experience as much fear and you'll be happier. Well, then it's just, it's all for your good. Everything is. So There's this really nothing yeah. to fear. Well, but except I think the idea we always think is God sent us here to test this, and we're going to get... We're going to get the test, and we, I never tested well, <laughs> so this isn't going to look good. So we, well, but it's like it's so sad. That. We've been subconsciously yeah, right. taught ever since we were a child that your value is in question. You have to prove you have value, yeah. and basically every day is another chance to fail. That's so right. we, our, our subconscious programming is that it's a test, but we don't have to no. live that way. Your Dr. Hansen totally prove that we can reprogram yeah. ourselves and, and, and change the way we see our life. Well, and I just I have a hard time believing your your God is just here to judge you like you're horrible. Well, we're really saying that God is more fear than love. Yeah. And that just doesn't no. seem right to it me. It just seems like some of those ideas were written just to be fearful by men. Well, to control to people, understand. don't you think? Yeah, totally. Because fear has always been used to control people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I try to I try to intimidate these guys. You yeah, it's not how, working no, very well, but <laughs> I just I mean, there's nothing I can do. I, I threw I threw a diva fit and nobody cares. Oh, a devo fit, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Look at James still doesn't care. <laughs> He's you've got something else working. I know you've got another song. I'm sure a little frou frou. What well, I don't know what you call it. Uh, I'm sure Seven Dwarfs song. Well, okay. Before Alice. they play the song, can no, no, I just we, no, we got all day. For a second. No, you keep going. We in fact we may not even play a song. If I we may keep just talking, run you right to the end. I know we don't have to. We could keep going. You and I are in charge. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Okay, so you know, on my website, I, I give away so much free stuff. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's, you it's, always it's tease greatest, me about it. It's the greatest charity on earth. But I feel like we could have people out there that are like, okay, you're right. I'm dissatisfied. I'm in fear, and I'm unhappy. And this, these ideas sound good, but this isn't a, this isn't going to fix it. Right. This one radio show. Yeah, no. In between, really. Even though, the great, even though the music's incredible. Yeah. Um, I do. You know, part of the reason I give away so much stuff on the website is I, I want to help people feel better. I want to reduce their suffering. I yeah. really, truly do. And we do free coaching calls that we have recorded, about 100 Holy of them God. on the website. Yeah. On our free call page. People can go hear them. I do have articles, tons of them on how to be happier all over the place. They can download for free. 
And and we're finding we're getting letters from lots of people who are like we don't even need to hire you because I know. It's not, it's not I about. read all your stuff free on the website. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it's it. It's like I'm being coached. I mean, My a lot life of people, is a lot of people make money doing this. Yeah, it's, well, it's amazing. we do too. Okay, okay, we actually do. You're, you're but not. I just believe a you get what you give in the right. universe, and Karma. so we give a lot away. Um, but please, if you're out there and you're struggling, use this as a resource, please, because we really do want to see you happier. But Cl- you got to go to claritypointcoaching.com. Where do they go? I'm looking. Um, I, where, where um, I have I get... a resources page that's full of articles and free downloads, and there's a free call page where they can access yeah. recording coaching calls. Um, put them on your iPhone or your iPod and listen to them whenever you want. See, um, I'm telling you, Kim, you're blessing the world. Well, I'm grateful for Kim Giles. That's my Thanksgiving gratitude statement because you're changing the world and it's free. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not. But your book, you've got all this stuff, resources galore. So if if you're down and out and you're sitting there thinking, I'm no good, and you're into the fear mode, you're the, you really are the number one get out of fear human on earth, I think. Well, I don't know. That's become our focus. But over 10 years of doing it, I know it works. It's yeah. worked on me, and it's worked on hundreds and hundreds of clients. Right. And so I would like you to try to work it on some of my team. All right, we'll have to talk. I'm not going to point fingers, but pretty much everyone in this room. I'm pretty sure they've told me I need to work on you too, but we'll talk about that later. Don't listen to them. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Kim, you're the best. Are you going to stick around with us? We're doing a recap. You know, Maddie Richards is leaving the show. She is. I she's, love Maddie's she's found, segments. Well, I know. Um, she's found another job. She Aww. actually, she's found a job. A real job. A real job. That probably pays her a little more than here. Huh? Uh, probably not. But uh, <laughs> the neat thing is it's um, it's permanent. You know, She's a well, student. Good for now. her. She'll be graduating soon. She's got a friend coming home from Japan on his mission. Oh. So, okay. yeah, a lot of stuff could go down. So what are we doing next segment? Next segment, we're just going to do a little recap on the show. But, you know, we'll just keep talking. We're probably going to listen to some really good yummy music from uh, the, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. All right. I'm or in. Somewhere. We'll stick I don't around. Know. And then Maddie's going to, we're going to just have a little goodbye to Maddie. Let her, you know, share her heart. Um, so now just to just wrap up the segment and uh, I'm just anticipating the music. And I'm thinking if I keep talking, there's a good chance they won't play. Nope. They nope. Still did it. Still did it. Oh, is this Julie Andrews? Oh, good. Just take it in for a minute. You feel it? You're yeah, even bobbing I'm, your head. I'm, I'm trying to do the the Dr. Hansen soaking in thing. Feel it? Yeah. So we're, we're going. I'm happier. A yeah. Bit no. Already. Oh, I am too. We're going to break. We're going to break. But you just soak this in. Just soak it in. And uh, we'll have a we'll have a little meeting with Maddie Richards, her goodbye show, James Birdsall's goodbye show as well, and Sean O'Neill. They're all leaving us today. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to this right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Turn this song up, James. Where's this music been? Ah, 
Just soak that in, Kim. He's turning it down. He's turning it down. Yeah, he turned it down. Hey, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. That is Imagine Dragons. On top of the world, that is the music we have meant to play all day. But instead, James uh, got locked into his iPod and played all of the great Disney's songs from 30s on. It's been great. I mean, they were cheerful. Yeah, they were super cheerful. And cheerful. You know, they could actually, for some people, create happiness. Uh, Those people are all dead, though. Um, may they rest in peace. Hey, on the show today, we're going to wrap it up. We like to do a little recap, and we want to also celebrate Maddie Richards. This is her last day on the show. It is. I'm so sad. Are you sad? I am. You are moving on. You are not married. Mm-hmm. No. You, no. But you have a friend coming home from an LDS mission. He yes. served in Japan. Uh-huh. You dated him before. Uh-huh. Uh, then he was arrested, then no. cleaned up his act, then went to no. Japan. No. Okay. No. Just just went to Japan. So he's your life's going to change a lot. You you write him. You've written him for two years. Uh-huh. He comes home when? Two weeks from today. Two weeks, but wow. who's counting? Not me. I'm not counting. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and so you've got that change, plus you're leaving us to um, go yeah. to a television station, KSL Television, uh-huh, to yeah. do news. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing a different different job, TV, not radio. Wow. You know, I'm not going to be on TV, so don't worry, no, well, because Kim, I know you Kim, told me I'm not pretty enough for TV. So. I've never said that. <laughs> I've never said that. I, I've never said that. Let's just be clear. I said it's your voice. That's the oh, okay. Sorry. Um, no, you're perfect. And Kim, though, has, does TV all the time at KSL. I re- was really regularly doing the morning but see, I, I went and did the morning show. It's a horrible sh- early show. It's uh, That is actually why I'm not doing it as much. You have to get up no way. so yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, but you're, you'll be working the weekends at KSL. I, yeah, I will be. Well, we will miss you. I will miss everyone here. I'm, I'm very sad. But don't think of it as goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I'm just still going to come in and ruin your life. Don't worry. Well, don't, don't do that either. Just think of it as, hey, I'll see you at KSL. Yeah, I will see you there. I'm going to pop in here sometimes and Come on make everyone remember me. Well, bring your friend. Bye. Oh, yeah. When when he gets here, I'm sure you will meet him. I'd like to meet him. We'd like to have him on the show. Yeah, because you've been spreading horrible lies about him for the past oh, two years. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> the fun he'll have they, to bring oh. him on the show? Okay, lie. That's a that's just so <laughs> subjective. <laughs> anyway, uh, Maddie, recap the show. What, have you, what was your top learning today? So, Dr. Hansen... His hardwiring happiness, he talks about the heel steps. Heel step. Yeah, and how you have a positive experience, you then enrich it, absorb it, and then link it to negative thoughts to soothe and replace them. That's how you heal. That's his methods of how you heal. And so I thought about my time on the Matt Townsend show, and that was a heel did you experience. heal? Did you did you soak it in? For me, yeah. So I had this amazing positive experience. What? Did you? Yes. Really? I know. Isn't that surprising? Yeah. It's weird. It I seemed like you didn't. I, no, I know. I, I hated know, but that's it, good. But I know. I, but, but it you was loved really it great. As you went. Yeah. You know? It's like a root canal. <laughs> you're glad when it's <laughs> so done. So good for you, but it, it's, hard. it's horrible. Sure. Exactly. That's what you're like. You're like a root canal. <laughs> Sean, so, write that down. That should be one of our. <laughs> we should make that a bumper. Okay. Yeah. yeah like a, a root canal. You're yeah. like a root canal. Um. So I just thought about how I've been able to. I mean, when I first came on the show, you always would make fun of me for being curled up in the fetal position <laughs> and scared on the floor, That's true. which isn't true. But I was nervous to be here. Were you really? Yeah. I mean, Why? it's it's scary to be on live radio, and it's scary to be talking to Matt Townsend. I mean, oh, you're man. kind of a big deal. 
Does that scare you? That doesn't scare you. We're not scary. You're so intimidating. I know. See, yeah, she's <laughs> no, not, not really. <laughs> See, but you were scared because just because I'm so old. You're afraid yes. I would die on you. Yes, I I was worried that you were going to die. Yeah. Um, and then but look using how you've grown. the the heel steps enrich and absorb. So yeah. I feel like I was able to enrich my experience here and add to it and make every day meaningful, and then absorb it by taking the lessons I learned here home. And working on things with my roommates and with my family and trying to implement the things. I mean, I didn't come on the show expecting to learn relationship or right. life coaching from no. from Matt Townsend, but I did. Did you? And I was able to absorb those things. And then, you know, any negative thoughts that I had about school or about stress or about friends, I was able to let these positive experiences I had here at BYU just kind of did take those away. Did you change it? And, and it, and it yeah, healed you. Yeah, and it you. healed me. Coming See? here after school every day was definitely. Did you implement great. Kim's learnings of uh, this is get get? Yeah, did you get you use her new acronym? But get happy, get happy, get happy. Exactly. She just trademarked that, copyrighted that today. <laughs> is there going to be a book called Get Kim? Yeah, Get Coach Ooh. Kim. KG. Hmm. Have to think about that. Get KG uh, because Kim teaches the number one tool on earth, which is. You're not, you're here, this isn't a competition. Yeah. This is school. You're here to learn. Yeah, I love that. There's not a test every day. And I totally feel like it's hardwired. And I mean, Dr. Hansen talked about how to survive our ancestors had to learn from the negative experiences that they had. And so they had to learn, this is bad, don't do this. Or you have to do this instead of doing this because it was bad. But I love that. We're supposed to learn from the positive things, too. And now that we live in a, a much safer environment and a more stable environment, we can learn from the positive experiences yeah. just as much as we can from the negatives, which was what Kim was talking about a lot. Not This isn't a test. This is this is school. We're not going to fail no. by just by waking up. Well, see, that's why you've done a great job. You've never failed in my eyes. Oh, thanks, Matt. Sure. I'm going to miss you. Oh, no, you're not. No, I really am. I, and I, I know I'm going to see you, too. And yet, um, I'm wondering if you could take these other two guys with you. Sean and, and James? Yeah. Yes. Because I don't know if you know this. Uh, just as we've been wrapping up the show, they have put together a really special musical number for you. Really? We're going to go out. Uh, we're gonna, it's, we've got a minute or two, but we're going to go out on this song. Okay. It's dedicated to you. In effort Thanks, to it's it's kind of it's the impact you've had on the show. It's the spirit you brought every day. I'm I'm a little nervous. I am too, quite honestly. You don't know what this is. I have no idea what it then is. Then how can you say that? It's because the I just know I, I just know they're conspiring. Because do you oh. see them conspiring? Kim sees There's it. There's been a lot of whispering. A lot is of it, whispering. Is it me? I've never seen this much activity on my is show it me ever. Singing? No, it, it might be you singing. Do you, you do you have seven little friends? No. I have a feeling there's seven oh, little friends no. associated with this one. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. That I makes just, me nervous. My name's just on the show. Well, not for long. Remember, <laughs> I'm still planning on coming in and taking it over. Apparently, everyone's taking it over. And I just want to, for the record, yeah. the very first show I was on, yeah. James and I listened to it the other day, and you said- what I say? You're going to take over, and this is going to then be the Maddie Townsend show. You brought it up on yourself Did I? this whole time. You know, to be just Maddie so the Townsend. Can show. Well, let's just make the record clear. To be Maddie Townsend, <laughs> you'd have to marry one of my children. Well, I have five boys. One will be home in six months. Well, I'm not waiting. Well, Sophia. if it doesn't work out with the <laughs> guy in Japan. But I just mm-hmm. want everyone mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. that you were the one that brought up the Maddie Townsend show that I've been giving you grief for. Really? Yes. They have proof. I have proof. <sighs> Kim, 
help me. <laughs> See, Kim, this is why you don't want a show. You don't ever want your own show. Okay, well, we're out of here. Kim, thank you. Clarity Point Coaching is the website for all things free. Plus, she'll speak. She'll come to your meetings. She'll teach. She's got a book. She's got tons of materials. She's got coaching sessions. All you could need. Just go to Clarity Point Coaching. Maddie, we appreciate you. Stick around. Come see us once in a while. I will. Uh, James and Sean. We're going to miss you too, James and Sean. Um, hope you find employment. Hope you live long, prosperous, happy lives. This is so sweet of them. With Bette Midler, wind beneath my wings. We're out this of here, folks. Hey, here's a quote just to leave us. Happiness will never come to those who fail to recognize what they, who fail to recognize what they already have. Happiness is already here. Just be grateful, everybody. Be grateful. It's just not in this song. We're out of here. Till tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Keep listening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. I want you to-